0: Dude, when you're standing in the front of that business and people come in and they're talking to you, they don't think they're talking to the boss. No. And when they find out you've got checkmate on them, if they were, if they were trying to pull shit or, right, they, they're thinking they're getting intel, right, and getting guidance on how to talk to your boss, mm-hmm. and you are the boss, right? Yeah, that's the shit I like too. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the B. Dawson Show. I am Brandon Dawson, and I promise to always bring you thought leaders, forward-thinking entrepreneurs, founders, business owners, to talk to you about how they're succeeding. And we don't bring any fluff on this show. We're always talking to people that we know are doing what they say they're doing because the most important thing to me is if you're going to be listening or watching the B. Dawson Show, you know that the people you're listening to are legit because there's more bullshit, more bullshit on Instagram, social media, people making all sorts of claims and promises that haven't actually done it in their life. And the one thing for sure is we're never going to have anybody on our show that we don't validate who they are and what they've done so that I can introduce them to you. So look, I want to introduce my new guest on the today's show, and I want to tell you we've we've done a twenty two hour series on how to buy a business with no money. and I talk a lot about that opportunity and I also talk a lot about entrepreneurs, uh, people that you bring into your business that become key builders of the organization, people you can depend on, people you can trust people like When you go back and watch the episode of The B. Dawson Show with Mason Walker, my first employee who had eight bosses, and when we sold the business, he made over $10 million. See, an entrepreneur is someone who helps business owners build their business. So let's not forget that there there are 31.5 million small to mid-sized businesses in the United States. 25 million of those businesses have the solopreneur. Six million businesses have between two plus employees. So every business that wants to make it to $100 million because those stats are between $100,000 and $100 million, you need team members that you can trust and rely on. And if you're one of those team members, you can eventually become the business owner through performing and outperforming your peers and having patience, big picture perspective, and you develop your skill sets, your leadership Development. And if you're a business owner and you're looking at retirement, because there's $8 trillion of wealth transfer that's going to happen over the next 10 years with baby boomers, and most of them have zero exit strategy. So, this is the time. If you're one of those people, you're listening to this, and you're like, one day I want to sell my business or I want to re- be able to retire, or maybe you feel that way right now, this episode is dedicated to you. I'm going to introduce you to my next guest tell them who you are and what you do.
1: My name is Dalton Bradbury. I uh, own a general contracting firm, Hatchie, Texas. Acquired that company about two, uh, just less than two years ago.
0: Now, Dalton, let's talk about how you came up with all the money to buy that business. I
1: didn't have to come up with any money. You I, mean you mean you bought a business with no money down? I had nothing in my pocket. Nothing in your pocket? No. I had no money, No, nothing to my name, all I was was a valued employee, made myself so valuable that they couldn't replace me, Climbed my way up the chain and, and uh, became irreplaceable at that point. So talk a little bit about what you do today in your business. Today, I'm the, the president and the owner of the company. Um, we, we build commercial buildings, medical facilities, uh, residential homes, multifamily pro, uh, projects there locally in, in DFW.
0: So, so you literally now are the owner of a business. You didn't have to come out of pocket and raise millions of dollars. You didn't have to go to your friends and family and beg for money. You didn't have to go to the bank and ask for a big credit line. You literally sat down with the business owner and said, I'll be your
1: exit strategy. Not only did I get in there with no money down, he gave me operating capital to operate off of. um, And it was included in the purchase price. So. We, uh, we acquired the company, or I did, for $2.5 million on a 20-year note at a fixed rate, uh, which was typically better than most bank rates at that time. No money down with operating capital.
0: And how large was this business when you took it over and bought it from the exiting business
1: owner? He had been in business uh, doing construction for six years. His highest revenue year was $15 million to date.
0: A $15 million business, and you were able to acquire it on a long-term note, no money down, with working capital, all because he trusted you and you were dependable.
1: Yes, sir. That's it.
0: So you mean it doesn't take a whole lot of money? It doesn't take big bank lines of credits to own a business?
1: There was no credit check. There was nothing necessary to purchase the business.
0: And so we've been working together now. And what do you think your business will do this year?
1: We'll be uh, be just shy of 25 million this year. 25 million dollars
0: bigger than the business owner you bought it from has ever done. How much more money do you make than he ever made?
1: Probably double double.
0: So you bought an existing business that had been as large as 15 million. You bought it with no money down. You got it with working capital and you got it on a long-term note that all you have to do is pay your note off over the next 30 years, and you've taken it and grown it to $25 million.
1: That's it, and we're, we're gonna do 40 next year.
0: Cause you're working with us, now you're serious. You, 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 you're like, man, I put myself in play, I made a great decision by being a good, loyal employee who performed, I built a personal relationship with the business owner, and I became that business owner's exit strategy and I didn't have to come up with anything because he trusted me.
1: Right. And you get to provide him, him income. I provide him income for the next 20 years. So I, I, given that it is owner finance, which is the way to go if you want to buy a business, uh, I'll take all 20 years to, to pay him off. Yeah, and he'd prefer that anyway because he wants the income.
0: Absolutely. So if you're listening to this right now, you're like, okay, is this real? Does this stuff really happen? Well, look, I, I, I produced over 22 hours on not only is it real, but exactly how to do it. And part of Grant Cardone's and my mission is to go out and find business owners who have good businesses. And some of those business owners or a majority of those business owners don't actually know how to construct what's called a constructive exit where they can identify key employees or a key employee in your case, structure it so that you know that that's the opportunity in the future so you don't misunderstand and leave. Because what I find most business owners, they promise to do this, they don't ever quite get to it and then their key employees leave and now they're really stuck. So how long had you and the business owner talked about you being that exit strategy before it actually happened?
1: I knew uh, going in, to that company and knew ultimately I wanted to own my own business. So I was transparent with him, letting him know that that was my future goal at some point. Uh, Two years go down the road and I'm just still in my same position. So began the conversation and and so it was in the works for about eight to 12 months before he actually exited. We did our due diligence uh, with the company's attorneys, things like that, but eight to 12 months of working on it and and actually put it in play uh, at the end of a fiscal year.
0: Now, for those of you listening to this thinking, oh my gosh, one day I would love to own a business, 5 million, 10 million, 20 million, 30 million, 50 million, I mean, I've seen them on all ranges. I would love to own a business, but I don't even know where to start. Like, I don't know how to put the deal together. I don't know how to find somebody who might be interested in selling. I don't know how to integrate culturally, operationally, financially to impress a business owner that I could be a good exit opportunity. I don't know how to structure my performance in order to demonstrate that I'm somebody that's capable, so they'd give me credit. All that's been answered in the 22 hours, including exactly how to have the conversation, structure the conversations, and how to buy a business with no money down. I've put the energy and effort into that because I know it is a necessity. It's not an opportunity But for most business owners, it's going to be a necessity to be able to structure it like that because a lot of these businesses, no matter how big the revenues are, they're relationship-based. And the employees that currently worked there that already liked you and trusted you, I assume they stayed. Every one of them. Every single one of them. Um, The business owner didn't have to go through the grief of selling the business and then having somebody else come in and fire half his team. Right. Right. Didn't have to go through the pain of watching somebody come in and rip his brand out and tear his employees apart and have everybody complaining to him about how horrible it is working for somebody else. In fact, my guess is most people, when they see him, they tell him how great you guys are doing. Absolutely.
1: And And how good does he feel that you're doing so well? He feels great because uh, we didn't restructure the logo. So I actually kept his name involved in the logo to to keep his reputation that he had created. So that gave him more trust in me knowing I'm using his name, I'm going to do everything I possibly can to continue to structure the company the right way ethically, make the right decisions. And uh, it does nothing but better, better his name at the same time. It's
0: a compliment. I mean, I have Cardone Ventures on my shirt, right? And it is a higher and I know I know this about you because you're such a good dude. That sometimes when you're sitting there thinking about making decisions, you ask yourself, how's that going to represent the brand? Because it's, it's actually better to have a higher intentionality than yourself, because when you're thinking about things, you have to think about like, what would people say? And the last thing you or I would ever want to do with the brand that we represent is degrade it or devalue it or embarrass it. Right. A lot of you business owners, you want to have your name on everything. Or you young, but up-and-coming, future potential business owners, you're like, I'm going to put my name on it. Well, you know, that's ego. I don't give a shit. I've started five companies. Not one company that I founded or co-founded ever had my name on it. Because, see, I, I, I understand if you build something that's big, it should be bigger than you. And something that already has a legacy or it already has a brand, why would you, why would you change it? Make it bigger, make it better,
1: improve it. To this day, we're going on nearly two years of me being 100% ownership. Some people still have no idea that I'm actually the owner of the company because we we kept everything the same, just scaled, just slowly scaled the company. But as far as the reputation, nothing has stepped back. We're actually more transparent and, and more effective than we ever were before.
0: I did a podcast on being underestimated. Dude, when you're standing in the front of that business and people come in and they're talking to you, they don't think they're talking to the boss. No. And when they find out you've got checkmate on them, if they were, if they were trying to pull shit or you know, making comments, and and I love being underestimated. I have people that refer to me. I go out and meet people, and they're like, "Oh, you're Grant Cardone's guy." <laughs> I'm like, "Absolutely." Yeah. Oh, you're you you work for Grant Cardone? Absolutely. I don't go. No, no, I'm his partner. Uh, he and I are equal partners. I don't. I'm like, yep, I work for Grant. Yep, that's right. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, will I, go pick him up in my car if I need to, <laughs> yep, right? Exactly. Or or, 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 or I wouldn't say it, but sometimes I think I should say I'll send my airplane over to get him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll be there one day with you. You will be there, yeah. dude. You will be there because you're a good guy. I have those conversations. People will talk to me for over an hour. So can can we? Can we? When can we talk to Chris Acker? When can we talk? you know we want to, he's the owner we want to meet him and they have no idea they just discussed their project for over an hour with me and, and I'm the end of the line for them and they they had no idea and i don't mind it i actually kind of like it cuz it's kind of like an undercover situation where i'm sitting there i do make the decisions but they is so discreet and uh, i guess I could say humble well you get to see
0: yeah you get to see their you get to see how they're posturing or positioning right they're thinking they're getting Intel right? and getting guidance on how to talk to your boss. Mm-hmm. And you are the boss. Right. Yeah. That's the shit I like too. I like it when they go, well, when, do, and you say, well, he's retired. He hasn't been here for two years. Right. Oh, well, what do you mean? Well, who who owns this place? I do. And right. then they are probably like, Oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and now price isn't as much of an issue because they don't want to embarrass themselves exactly. for, for not recognizing that you might be the owner.
1: Right. Instead of some kid. It's, it's really funny when I have, uh, I've got guys fly in from out of state investors to meet me and they walk in the door and there's a 26 year old kid that they're looking at and they're, they're double my age. But by the end of our meeting, they're 100% confident that I'm going to do exactly what I say and be as effective as they thought the previous owner was going to be. So can't ask for much more.
0: No, hundred percent. So 26 years old, you've got a, what's going to be a $25 million business this year. I mean, first of all, just congratulations, dude, Thank you. because I was 26 when I started my first business. I know how, you're, you're so many cycles ahead of most people that become founders or business owners. Most people get a good job, they get their education first, they get a good job, then they spend a couple, of 20 years doing that, raise their kids, and then in their late 40s, early 50s, they decide, okay, I, I've accumulated enough, I can take a little risk, I'm gonna go start a business. I think of how blessed I was to get to start my business ownership cycle at 26 years old, because you're, if you think of cycles being every eight years, so your first cycle is going to school or you know, being raised, and then second right. cycle is going to school. Then you go to junior high. Then you go another cycle, high school. Then you go to college as a, as a cycle. Then you, you go to work and get a job as a cycle. Then you meet somebody and you get married. That's a cycle. Then you get kids. That's a cycle. And then you, you work your way up wherever you're at. That's a cycle. So you know you're like 10 cycles in before you're like, OK, I'm ready to actually do something, right? So when you think about it, 26 year you're, you're like you're like four cycles or five cycles in and but you you've pulled five cycles forward right and when you think about the opportunity for what you get to learn and how you get to be developed, the experiences you get to have and you're going to have a 25 million dollar business this year, like do you ever stop and think about that
1: Honestly, no, I never have've I've, uh, I, I really think I'm behind where I should be. Every day you think that I'm not, I don't, I haven't done enough. And I, and that I'm, I'm not where I should be is honestly how I truly feel. Where should you be? I thought, why can't I be doing 50 million at 26?
0: Yeah, man. You and I are
1: so (laughs) like, I I just had that thought today,
0: Uh, Natalie and I were talking and I'm like, I'm so freaking frustrated and she's like, why? And I said, we're not 500 million right now. We're good enough to be there. And she's like, well, you just need to work a little harder and smarter.
1: My wife gets frustrated because I'm like, I, I got to go back to the office. I got to get this done. She's like, you, you do this seven days a week. You're just fine. No, I need more. I need to do more. We're, we're not doing enough. Const- I need more work. I need more work. People always say, you not busy enough already, especially in this economy. And, no, I, w- I want to double what we have now.
0: A lot of people think that guys like you and I are insane, you know, or we never have enough. or we're the- But the point is, is when you know that you have the potential and you haven't tapped into that potential, that haunts us more than whatever we're doing right now. Right. And people just don't, they don't understand because they're comfortable.
1: Right. It'll keep you up at night by what you haven't tapped into.
0: Yep. Man, I love it. I love it. I love it. So let's t- talk a little <coughs> bit about what you're learning, working with us here at Cardone Mentors and Grant Cardone. What, what what, are the biggest impacts and takeaways as a 26-year-old business owner with a $25 million business with the ambition to get to $100 million as fast as possible, because you, you came to my event and you said you heard everything. You, you're you the classic when Grant Cardone trains. Have you heard enough to make a decision? Right. You walked up and said, I've heard enough to make a decision. I want to go all in. I want to do this Elite 125. I want to take my business to $125 million as fast as I can. I want to tap into all these programs. I mean, when you saw it, you didn't even hesitate. Right. How did you build the courage to make big decisions like that at 26 years old?
1: I'll tell you... It was the easiest half a million dollars I've ever spent because when, when you get around a group of people like this that really take your mind to the next level to, to boost your confidence that you can achieve your goals and, and whoever you're around is, is who you're going to become. So when I was told it's going to take half a million dollars to get where you want to go as fast as you want to go, it was the easiest check to write. I, I've learned so much about what I didn't know and what I didn't understand about running a business because... I knew construction, I, knew I, I, I didn't grow up doing that, but that's what I was doing for the business when I was working for them prior to taking ownership. Uh, never really got trained on the financial side of anything. Uh, training employees, true leadership. When I got around this group, when there's so many different sectors, marketing, scaling, leadership, people, interactions, and how to truly interact with people, it changed my life. And even outside of my business, as far as with my family, my wife. just just in all aspects of my life being in the 10 X ecosystem has 100% made me a better person.
0: And, and do you think that's because you like, you don't have to go into searcher mode. You can, you can attach to the mentors that best represent where you want to be, who you want to be like, what you want to be doing. And you can just go straight to, I'm just going to learn from them, apply what they teach me. And, and because you're having success so fast, because I say being a business owner and succeeding takes resilience, and then the more confidence you can create by making good decisions, following through, and getting the result, the more your confidence incrementally grows so you make bigger decisions.
1: Right. And I knew um, I was going to get there one way or the other, but as, as do I want to be there at 30, 30 years old or 50 years old with hitting 100 road bumps on the way? I, I would rather get there at 30 years old with you guys to build a blueprint for me bypass all these these road bumps and let you guys basically because you've been through it you've been through every hiccup that you probably could be owning the business so if you can help me skip that and have you guys and your team and the platform team really had a phone call away from from your team i can call them at 11 o'clock at night somebody would answer and that's that's the kind of team that i want to work with and invest and how
0: much confidence does that give to you as a young business owner um, with a large business, by the way, you're, you're in the, you're in the <clears throat> micro percentages at $25 million in size, 26 years old. How much confidence does it give you to know that if it's leadership, if it's technology, if it's operations, if it's finance, if it's marketing, if it's people development, if it's firing, like you're literally one phone number that taps into all of those elements that gets instantaneous feedback on best practices on how to solve those problems. Like, does that allow you to sleep
1: better at night? Absolutely, it, ma- it makes me know that I can be a biz- better business owner because I can call these guys who have been through it or been trained the correct way. I've already even had to implement it two or three times as far as um, employee conversations, one-on-one meetings, and, and just how to make discussions. But and. Every single time the team has delivered and it just increases my confidence every single time, knowing that I have that at arm's length at any given time. And and,
0: and the team that works for you, trusting your decision-making and then seeing that you're bringing people in that are also working with them and helping them develop and doing their personal, professional, financial goal planning, and kind of understanding that you're wrapping the business around the success of everyone that you work with in the business. Has that added or decreased resistance from your team?
1: You know, I think, um, You're going to have some resistance from from certain team members but from the majority of my team has uh, it's definitely been a positive point for us a lot more excitement out of them because they can see the end goal of where we want to go as a group but also their their personal goals and how as a group we're going to help them get there it excites them so when they go home at night they can tell their families hey we're we're tracking to meet our our family goes goals take this vacation or buy this house or this car whatever whatever they're personal goal may be, but uh, when you can have everyone aligned and excited to come to work to meet their goals professionally and personally, it changes the whole environment.
0: Yeah, and I, I would say that, you know, what I love about, I just love this business because I get to meet people like you, you know, 26 years old, $25 million business, caring about your team, being responsible about the financials, ingratiating yourself to a business owner that basically sold you the business with, and gave you working capital because he wanted to see you succeed. The humility you have with the success you have had. And the fact that you're aware enough that you need to surround yourself with people that can help you get to that 100 million, 125 million and beyond. And and be able to say, you know what? I'm going all in. I, 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 I'm, there's no compromise here. I'm gonna make it happen and I'm gonna do it with the right team. That takes guts. Hmm. And I'll be honest with you, there are very, I mean, from a percentage standpoint, although we have a ton of them working with us, over a billion dollars, but at all different age range. Uh, but but most adults can't make those kind of decisions. They have not given themselves the confidence through the repeated actions, consistent actions of success. So they have such low confidence that they got to go talk to people. They got to ask them what they think. They got to pull, P O L L. Oh, should I do it? I don't know if I should do it. Uh, they go to their wives. What do you think I ought to do? And the wives are thinking, Well, shit, the last decision you made was a disaster, and and you blame me for having an opinion so you know like don't do anything the easiest thing to tell somebody what to do is to do nothing right and anybody who goes out and asks people what do you think i ought to do it's because it's already a red flag that you don't have the confidence to know what you do so no one's going to tell you to do something that you don't even have the confidence to do so it's almost stupid it's self-proclaiming i don't have the courage i don't have the wisdom i don't have the confidence I don't have the intellect to make a good decision, so I want to pull everybody to see what they think I ought to do to make sure everyone agrees, and then they'll hide behind, well, I wanna get buy-in. Well, you're not gonna get buy-in. You know, I don't, I don't go to my employees and ask them where I should be strategically investing, or what next business line we should bring into the business. I don't ask Natalie if I'm gonna go buy a property to put a corporate office in there, because that's my expertise. And everyone around me knows it's my expertise. What I go to my team for, is when I know I don't know something and I need guidance, advice on their perspective. Right. But if I'm going and asking them what they think I should do, then they're gonna tell me you shouldn't do it because they're not me. They don't wanna be blamed for saying they should do something. It's just a way that people defer and deflect responsibility and accountability. And when I meet a dude like you at 26 and you're like, I'm gonna own this shit, like I'm gonna fucking own it. And if anybody's listening to this and you don't own your shit, shame on you. It's <laughs> cause you don't have the courage and you don't trust yourself. This dude, this is what when you trust yourself, this is what it sounds like. When someone you worked with trusts you in paying them over 30 years, that they're willing to sell you a a $15 million business on a long-term note with working capital because they like you and they trust you that much and they wanna see you succeed, that means you earned that. And for business owners listening to this, and you don't have that in your company, it's law of attraction because you're not attracting guys like this into your business. You're not connecting with people and giving them the confidence they can succeed with you. That's what it takes if you're a business owner. So look, if you're listening to the B. Dawson Show, and of course, you know, people say sometimes I'm a little harsh. You think I'm a little harsh? Not at all. You've been around me a lot. You hear me talk about all the things I talk about. Would you rather I be straight, honest, and direct with you or do you want the bullshit
1: and I don't want to it decipher it. for yourself? Yeah. If you sugarcoat it, then... I probably would have never bought in. Since you're so direct and so true with everything you say and genuine, that's the, that's the whole reason I bought in. I don't want it sugar-coated because I, w- I want to get there, and I want to get there quick. And if you sugarcoat it's just going to slow things down.
0: My guess is that's why the business owner trusted you, because you don't sugarcoat. Right. So how does law of attraction happen? I'm going to give you the magic to law of attraction. Law of attraction <clears throat> happens with law of intention, then law of action, then you attract it. So it's actually three laws wrote up, r- rolled up into one, which creates what I call an algorithm. Heuristic is one-off. Algorithmic is a combination of to create some kind of predictable result. So if you have intentionality, you take action towards what you want, then you will attract what you are thinking about and talking about. There's no other way for it to happen. Otherwise, it's just randomized, randomness. I want everyone listening to the show and watching this episode of The B. Dawson Show to take a couple very specific things away from this. One, if you're interested in learning how to buy a business with no money down and you want to learn how to do it, you just simply need to hit the link. You need to DM. You need to call. You need to subscribe. All those are versions of being involved. So the first thing is you got to get involved. Second thing is nobody wants to work with someone who's not a good person. This dude, he's a great guy. We prefer working with remarkable people. You want to have advantages given to you in life, be remarkable. Be intentional. Don't try to take, give first. John Maxwell talks about if you want a hand, you got to give one first. So what could you do for somebody else that owns a business right now that desperately wants their legacy to live on beyond them? They want the thing they built to flourish and succeed. They want the teams that they've put in place to have somebody who honors them and treats them well and protects them and creates more opportunity for them. How do you put yourself in play to be that person? If you're driving right now and you're listening to this or maybe you're watching it, You should be asking yourself, am I that person? And if you don't know what that person looks like, then you should say, how do I learn to become that person? Lots of good questions here for people that wanna own a $25 million business and create substantial opportunistic net worth, generational potential net worth for their family. This is what it sounds like. This dude is what it sounds like. I would invite anybody who's interested And learning how to do this, to ask, how can you learn how to do it? I, if you're a business owner, would love to have the conversation with you because we have lots of programs. Get involved of how you can exit your business. And there's no better exit than when you can do it with people you trust, you like, that want to edify and exemplify what you've built. That sounds like you as a business owner. We are the people you want to be talking to. I would encourage you to get involved. If you're the potential new business owner and you wanna know how to become an intrapreneur, somebody who's what we call a 10X employee, highly aligned, highly engaged, actively involved, dependable, intellectual when it comes to how to build a business, then we got programs for you too. Building a bigger, better future takes intentionality then you have to take action at some point and then you attract it. I just wanna say thank you for being on the show.
1: Thank you're you for good having dude. me.
0: And let me tell you something, we're gonna shoot another episode next year and you're gonna come back and talk about how big you're crushing it. Cause I know you're gonna do amazing things cause I can tell by the quality of person you are. I can't wait to be a part of that success and thank you for trusting us and going all in.
1: Thank you for trusting me with your program and and have me to be a part of it because there's nothing else I'd want to be a part of.
0: You guys heard it directly from the source on the B Dawson show. Thank you for joining me on the B Dawson show. I cannot wait to feature some of the other outstanding entrepreneurs, business owners, founders, key contributors that we have the priv- privilege to work with and introduce them to you. So thank you for listening or watching on another episode of the B Dawson show.